live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life, your work, your relationships, and your money. I'm John Deloney, joined by my good friend, best-selling author, Rachel Cruz, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Two two five. Let's go out to Nicole in New Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Nicole? Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely. Can you hear us? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Fantastic. Hi. Oh my God. It's such an honor to talk to you guys. The oh. honor is all ours. We're What's glad up? You called. Yes. Um, so um, I'm having a little bit of analysis paralysis when it comes to my side hustle. I currently do massage therapy as a full-time career, and um, that usually is about 35 hours of massage. So um, the thing with that is that I make about 50 to $75 an hour doing that, but I really do need another side gig. Um, and anything else, I start to feel like, oh my gosh, if I do that job, it takes me six or seven hours to make what I would make in one massage. But I'm getting incredibly burnt out with my career that I decided was like a passion, and now it's become almost like a burden. And I'm not really sure how to go about a side hustle. Mm. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yes. No, no, it totally does because you want to be able to enjoy what you're doing and still make great money because I'm like, you're like, I don't want to sacrifice the financial side, um, but you also want to want to enjoy what you're doing as well. So is there anything else on the horizon that you're thinking of job wise? They're like, man, I would love to do this or that. Is there anything specific uh, career wise no. that you're passionate about? I mean, down the line, yeah, eventually I would like to get into a more of a counseling, including massage type of, um, like, my own business. But I need to uh, get myself out of debt before I do that. So, um, but, like, I've been looking at other side hustles, like, um, I mean, just silly, but, like, pet washing. You know, you can do that. Um, but those things, you know, they don't make a lot of money. It's, like, $10, 13 an hour, and it's uh, uh it's like a love i would love to do that as a side gig but at the same time it's like oh how much did you, you know, report is, how much of your salary did you report last year nicole um so i grossed 60,000 okay how much and, debt do you have uh, i have about 65 okay what's your what was your net take home um so i i pretty much take home about 1950 every two weeks so almost 4000 a month Okay. Um, and I also do massage on the side for my other job. So that's my full-time job. So I have um, another massage gig, which I thought was going to be my side hustle, but they're, they're not consistent enough. So I know I need to get something that I have to actually go to and kind of clock in and do so that I know that I'm definitely going to be making, you know, a set amount, like whether it's $300 yeah. extra a week or whatever. So, let me um, let, let me pose, pose it to you this way, and then I know Rachel's. She's demonstrated in earlier hours. She's infinitely smarter than me, <laughs> coming up with a path here. Um, so you've you've been around our gang a little bit. So you've you've heard about gazelle intensity, right? Yeah. And the idea being that gazelle is running to not die, right? That right. gazelle is running from a lion that's trying to kill it and eat it. 
and the gazelle is going to run maniacally away from this thing. What that gazelle's not going to do is go, oh my gosh, there's a lion. A cheetah. Ooh, or, or a cheetah. This okay. path is, um, mm, let's, let's look for a smoother path. Hang on, cheetah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Um, <laughs> let's look for, okay, this path was fast oh, for a minute, but then I got to go over there and the grass is tall. The cheetah, uh, the, 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 that gazelle is just going to run. Right. The gazelle's going to run towards a goal, and the goal is not dying. Right, Your goal is going to be to get out of debt so that you can actually get on with your life doing what you really want to do, and you can make real good money doing it. Is that fair? That's completely fair. So in fact, what if, I feel like I'm in quicksand. Yes. So what if you put a star on the calendar 24 months from now and said, I will have paid off all of my debt by 24 months. What do I have to either A, earn collectively – and you can do death by BB gun, right? 300 bucks here and 25 bucks here and 75 bucks here feels insulting until you look up in a month and you've knocked out 500 extra dollars. And then right. you've looked at, right? So it starts to snowball on itself. Or how, what can I cut out of my life? That's really the only two things you can do, right? But the goal here is I'm going to be away from this cheetah. I'm going to be safe in 24 months, whatever it takes. Big jobs, little jobs, small jobs, not shopping, not eating at restaurants, selling the car, like whatever I've got to do, right? It's <laughs> okay. a much different way of looking at it than, well, I make this much here and I also mm, I make this much here. I'm tired. All that makes sense. And I, I'd be this, I do the same thing. I, we do it with speaking gigs, right? We do some gigs here and they offer X and some offer Y. If they just offered Y, that's fantastic. But if I compare it to X, it feels like, man, I'm getting ripped off. I'm not getting ripped off at all. It's all a blessing, right? Um, it's just a, it just depends on what I'm what my goal is at the end of the day. Does that make sense? Completely. I think, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. I needed that sort of uh, reiteration because that's what I've been thinking. And unfortunately, I share things with people, and like all of my um, friends and family, they're all incredibly normal, and so they come at me and they're like, "Oh no, you know, just do more massage," or you know, they don't. They're not actually helping because they're just like, oh, we'll just get another credit card. It's fine. You'll be fine. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're incredibly broke and they're incredibly exhausted and their marriages are incredibly on thin ice well, just, and all that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, it's just normal. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. So I would just plan out and if I'm unical, I'm like, okay, I have two years, two years. And if that means I'm going to get more per hour on, you know, doing the massage versus the dog washing, I'm going to pick the massage. Even if I feel like I'm getting burned out, like I'm going to do what I can to get the most money as possible as quickly as possible we're running too, for our life. we're running and, right. and if there's a, okay. a day that's down and i can get on an app and walk a dog on rover i'm gonna i'm gonna sign myself i'm gonna do it right like it's you're you're kind of plugging in where you can just like john is saying to get as much as possible um and it's gonna be exhausting and it's gonna be tiring and you're gonna do things you're like i hate this but it's also gonna motivate you <laughs> to be like i'm gonna do more of this because i hate it because i hate this debt so much and i'm so pissed at it and i'm just i want it out i want it done so let okay. that be the motivator yeah. too. And it's not forever. It's not forever. That's the other thing is you can go back and enjoy life <laughs> and again re in two re years. Remember this, Nicole, I've got a lot of friends who I love. Like I love it. I, I just love being around strange people and fun people and bonkers. Like I've got some of the greatest friends on planet earth. They would do whatever. I mean, they would be here in a heartbeat to help me, but they don't get a vote on how I spend my money. They don't get a vote on how I live my life or what I think peace looks like. There's a few people in my life that I've given that vote to. And so you've got a group of people in your life that you love, that you care about, but they don't give good money advice and they don't give good life advice and they don't give good peace advice. So love them, hang out with them, share a drink with them, have some nachos, 
but they don't get to speak in your life about money because you have hit the road. You are running as fast as you can. And in 18, 24 months, we're going to be completely done with this nonsense, whatever it takes. And then you are going to be free. And then you're going to be explaining to them what financial peace actually feels like. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Triple eight eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. Let's go out to Eric in Philadelphia. What's up, Eric? Hi. How are you? Outstanding, uh, brother. How are um, you, John and Rachel? Great. Good deal. Um, my question is: I have uh, a car that broke down recently, and uh, I um, don't have cash. I'm really like on baby step one, and I don't have the cash to fix it. Um. And uh, they said the transmission and the engine both need to be replaced and be like $9,000. Whoa, that sounds like a dead car, my brother. Yes. So uh, I have two options. Uh, One would be to lease something because my credit is pretty good. Um, I've been uh, uh, putting things, um, trying to put money aside, but I've been paying down my debt all along, keeping the car going. But now it's like it might be too expensive. So should I finance something or should I lease something for like under a hundred bucks a month? Or, or <laughs> option three, or finance something. Uh, oh, there's an option three. There could be an Tell option me. three. Okay. There's a bunch of other options. Lots of options here. Okay. So remind me you, what do you have saved in the bank right now? Uh, Zero. I'm like on baby step one, trying to get uh, you're trying to thousand dollar point. You're trying to get to the thousand dollar point. Okay, but you're still you're you're saying you're paying down debt, or do you mean you are just paying minimal payments and staying current? Yes. That's okay. Correct. Okay. So you're staying current on everything, um, and when you do your budget at the end of the month, mm-hmm. you have nothing. Is that what you're saying? Basically, like every every dollar yes, is and being I'm working. I make about seventy five thousand dollars a year, and I work a lot of overtime. What's what's happening then? Because there's, yeah, there, there's a there's a gap between what you're making and what you have every month. Where's it going? Uh, well, I'm, I'm about I'm about a hundred, uh, about a hundred and two thousand in debt. What kind so, of debt? Um, uh, credit cards, uh, student loans, um, uh, uh, personal loans, those sorts of things. Okay. okay, and that's what they told. And I'm on a budget. And so I've been trying to figure out, unfortunately, my wife isn't on board with me. 
but I've been doing this for a little over a year now and uh, trying to get ahead, stay afloat. Um, but unfortunately, and I've, I've also put a little bit of money into the car along the way. Well, well, you had but, uh, you had to do that. Hold on, Eric. Hold on. You are trying to you're trying to drive a race car with the parking brake on. Okay. Okay. You're trying hard. I could hear it, man. You, you don't. You sound. You sound mm-hmm. tired. Are you tired? Yep. <laughs> yes, I am. You sound like, not even tired. You sound exhausted. Exhausted because your wife won't get on board with you. Exhausted because you got all this debt and you can't breathe. Exhausted that you are working way too hard to be this broke. Mm-hmm. And there's that embarrassment moment. How old are you? Uh, 54. Yeah, there's that moment when you think like, dude, I make 75000 plus overtime. And I literally can't go get a car. Is that where this is? Right? You, you feel that shame that's just mm-hmm. piling up around? You know what I mean? Yes. Are you... Like, Rachel's going to walk you through this, but you got to say, dude, I'm ready just to to do it completely different. Mm-hmm. Are you well, there I mean, yet? Because if not, man, here. you're just going to tread water, and you're just going to keep treading water, and you're just going to you're going to look up, and you're going to owe one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You're going to owe one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, I'm I'm pushing forward, trying not to do that, but I'm doing a lot of it on my own because my wife's not on board. Why won't she be on board so, with you? Um, she thinks that I should uh, just make more money, and that's okay. Mm. So, and I've been pressing along to uh, uh, try to to win her over, try to get her to understand, but um, she just won't. So does she, I, uh, does she work? I work a lot of overtime. Yes, she does. We make roughly about the same amount. So you have a total household income of, gosh, $150,000, Uh Yes, probably more like two hundred. Man, you realize... Uh, like. You realize you could be debt free in eighteen months. Yes, <laughs> if I could get her on board. Yes, I do. Okay, have you gone to her? Here's what we hear a lot, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. We we hear people say, um, "Hey, honey, I've got this plan that we can get out of debt," mm-hmm. and then they call mm-hmm. and wonder why that didn't work. Have you sat down with your wife and taken her out to dinner? Or I love going to breakfast because the the sun is shining. It's in the morning. Have you sat down and said, "Honey"? I'm scared to death and I can't do this anymore. I'm scared that we are one uh, heart attack, one twisted mm-hmm. ankle, one knee injury, one one car, thing. Car issue. One car issue. And if we will just change our life for 18 months, we're talking about the back half of our lives being a totally different experience. Have you sat down with her that way? No, I have not. Um, Most? I get her to go out with me, but... Uh, <laughs> I have not, but if I could get out and go out with me and uh, and do this, it would probably uh, she may consider it. But I I think she believes that um, uh, you shouldn't have to sacrifice. You should, you know. Um, She's sacrificing her husband. You can't keep doing this, my brother. You're about to die. You're you're one of the guys that their wife calls in because their husband just dropped dead from a heart attack because he couldn't hit an elephant on his chest for fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty years, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You are you are swimming as hard as Michael Phelps, man, and you're going nowhere because you've you're you're attached to the buoy in the middle of the lake, man. So you yeah. you said you think you can get your wife to go out with you? Yeah, I, I think I can try. You don't think she'll just go to dinner with you? 
If she won't go to dinner with you, you got bigger marriage issues, my man. Um, yeah, that might be the case. Yeah, and that's Eric. I mean, that that's what we find so much is that when you get down to it and realizing, okay, so why is this not working? It's like, oh, okay, well, there's another person part of the equation that's not working the plan. So you're mm-hmm. digging out a hole and the bottom keeps sinking in lower and lower <laughs> and lower. And so it's just like, it, it's not, it really, I mean, I don't want to sound hopeless for you, Eric, but it really, really is hard for this plan to work. It's impossible. Both yeah. people are on board and you're experiencing it. Like you're telling us that and mm-hmm. we're, we're hearing it. And so, um, and so out of that, even listening to you talk about your wife and stuff, I'm like, that money is just a tool, right? The end game of life is not just to go and just pile up a bunch of money. That's not the, that's something, but what money does in our life affects everything. When it's not handled mm. properly, it affects us emotionally. It affects us relationally. It affects our mental health. It affects our sleep at night. It affects so much. Uh, when it's handled the right way and seen okay, this can actually like amplify our lives. We can actually give to other people that need it. We can save it for our future. We can do all of these things and we're going to use it as a tool to create a life that, that we want. Like that, that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say is now starting to expose even you and your wife because you guys aren't even, y'all aren't dreaming together. You're not looking at the future together. You're not even eating together, my man. Yeah, so that, mm-hmm. so I, Eric, before before the money stuff is solved, um, that the marriage stuff needs to be talked about too. So I think yeah, this one's hard guys, moments. Yeah, are, do you want to stay married? That y'all are there. If mm-hmm. you're if you're wondering if you can talk her into going to dinner with you or going to breakfast with you, there are way bigger issues than your money right now. Mm-hmm. How long have y'all been married? So I should put that on hold. Uh, twenty seven odd years. Uh, um, no, you shouldn't put it on hold because no, we, act- we actually find too that when you start working together financially, it actually helps your marriage. That's right, because you're you, working on a common mission together. You actually start to say, oh, wow, we're communicating for the first time in two decades about my fears and about my dreams and what I want to do and, and what, what where I want to go on vacation. Like It starts opening up these conversations. So you can actually use money as a pathway to start communicating in your marriage again. So that's where I would start, Eric. But to answer your original question of why you called in because you don't have a car... No, we would not lease a car. I would not go into more debt. No, no, no. And if that means you guys having one car for three months until you put some cash away and sell stuff, work extra, just get Uber to point. wherever you got to go the next yeah. month. I don't Save care. Save up two grand and go buy a beater if you have to. Like that, that's what it is. Do not go into more debt, Eric. This has to stop at some point. This has to stop at some point, and it needs to be now. And you and your wife um, get together. You, go, I mean, God, man, go to therapy. Yeah today. Eight two five five two two five. This is the Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend Rachel Cruz, and we're taking your calls on money and life. Let's go to Dustin in Evansville, Indiana. Hey, Dustin, what's going on, man? Hello, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear us? All right. There. Yes, I can. Excellent. Um, so, what's up, brother? Um, I've been recently having um, car problems um, to a point where the car is undrivable. 
And um, we recently took it to um, the Ford dealership uh, for them to look at it. And they said it was a um, something called a transmission control module. And um, the uh, the part is under a recall, so it's we don't have to pay anything for it. Um, but they said that the, the part is uh, on a back order. And uh, it's to a point where they, people have been waiting months for this part. And um, they recently said that some of the people have been trading the cars in because they've been waiting so long. And I'm looking to see, I guess, what is my best option. Um, I guess my other option was to um, to buy like a, a backup vehicle um, or just wait it out and just use our other vehicle. My wife drive me around to work. Yeah. Have you gotten a second opinion? Um, I have not. Um, I would be curious in that. The only reason I say that, Dustin, is because we had an air thing that went out in our minivan and we took it to Honda and went, my husband took an Uber to or home mm-hmm. from the dealership and he was like, oh, you took it to the to the dealership, did you? And Ooh. I was like, I was like, that's a funny, funny way to put it. But I do wonder like if there's like a, you know, a mechanic who's not attached to a dealership if wait what kind of options he has um, i absolutely would do that what are you doing for transportation right now man um my wife has been driving me to work every day i work kind of like a hybrid where okay. I, some days i'll go in and some days i'll just work from home and so since this kinda, no. since this is a recall is there any sort of uh rental reimbursement or something since they've admitted that your car is not drivable because of our fault um, well, mo- most of the, the dealership that I went to told us that there was no rental that they would that would be available, and um, I've kind of been doing my research online too um, to see like what other people have that have had the same problem, mm-hmm. and they've all kind of had that same answer, and they've kind of just been waiting months for this part to come in. How much is the car once it's fixed? How much will it be worth? Um, it's probably around I would say six thousand to eight thousand. Okay. Um, are they will? Is the dealership willing to give you that on a trade? I haven't asked about the trade yet. Um, that's kind of. I was just going to wait a little, a little bit longer and see. I'm Rachel. I would. Watch. I would absolutely. See, here's um, again. I don't want to throw any dealership under the bus, but I always look at who's going to make money off this deal, right? And I know a dealership makes money when they do a transaction, and I know a dealership makes money when they fix a car, right? And so if there's a way that they can encourage a transaction and encourage you to potentially take on a car payment and we'll give you 4,000 for it right now. Go ahead and get you another car. It may be months and months. We don't know when you're going to be driving. I'm not saying that they're unethical or they're trying to steal from you. I'm just saying that the incentive is there. A mechanic who just run a mechanic shop has one incentive. That's to fix your car so you'll pay them. Right, and so I would go check that out first and see. I wouldn't even tell them about your experience at the dealership yet. I would take my car there and um, say, "Hey, here's or have it towed there, and it's worth 120 bucks to figure it out before you go do something worth thousands and thousands of bucks." And I'd go get a second opinion when, on that. And once it's fixed, Dustin, is it the kind of car that you've had issues with, and you're like, "God, oh, I kind of want to upgrade." Like, are you ready for? Like, is that the next step? Or once it's fixed, you're like, "Oh no, I can drive it for another year or two." Um, well, it's only got 80,000 miles on it, so I'm oh, yeah. sure it's got plenty of lights still on it. Yeah, yeah, um, I, w- I would, I mean, since the repair is free at the dealership and going getting a second opinion, um, I would just, w- I would wait it out if you could, even though it's super annoying, um, you know, with having one car, but people do that all the time. Yeah. Um, 
so it's doable considering that the repair is going to be free. I'd also call the dealership man and see if you can get some sort of credit too. even yeah. like a credit to, yeah, yeah, for something. I don't know. And I'm not saying all dealerships are stealing. That's what you said. No, that's cool. I didn't mean to say that all over America. It was just a funny joke. It is. <laughs> I thought it was just funny. Threatening people's from the businesses. Uber driver. I was like, that's a funny, <laughs> that's a funny. All right, let's go to Chris in Cookville. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Um, I have a question about um, potentially selling a business and kind of the, the, the what your thoughts are on that. Uh, with, we have two mortgages, one for rental property, one for our primary home. And other than that, we don't have any other debt, but those are obviously sizable debts. And um, the, couple options for selling the business one would be in one scenario we could potentially pay off both houses quickly at the at closing um another scenario one of the houses um we like the second scenario better because of who who the people um and i know you guys are all for small businesses so i guess just kind of wondering what your thoughts are on all of that do you want to be out of this business? We kind of do, my wife and I, yes. What does kind of mean? <laughs> well, we're fatigued from it, and we we are um, we're, we're kind of ready to be be done with it. Yes. <laughs> what does kind of mean? Yeah, are you in or out? Just say, dude, we want to sell this business. Or does she want to sell it and you want to keep it, or vice versa? Like, or, no, we're done. I, I'd say pr- pretty much leaning towards no, we're done. <laughs> not kind of, pretty much. Are you in or out? <laughs> I'd say out. Are you you feel good about that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and I guess that's the really the the purpose of the question is I, I, there are times I'm on the fence because you know I, I love the income from the business and the potential of where it could go. Um, what do you want to do after you sell? Time. Do you have a? Well, we, we have some projects we'd like to work on, and we would also stay on for a time. Or I would. I say we might. So you take a pay, you, you would take a paycheck for a season. Yeah. Well, you figured out what came next. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you want to quit the business and they're going to keep you on and pay your bills and you're going to be debt free and have a free rental home, I'd sell it. I, I don't know what the, I, I don't know what the concern is. Here's the, here's the deal. Just because you miss it doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's natural to miss it when you transition out of that. That's okay. You can date somebody yeah. for a long time and you break up and it's painful, even though the breakup was the right thing to do. And you miss them and you miss laughing and you pick up your phone to call them, but you know that long-term that was the right thing to do. It could be very similar here. The real question is less about what we could do with this money. Like, do you want to be in this business or not, man? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I guess, I guess the only reason it's not hundred percent knows because, well, there's just always that doubt. Um, but I think my wife would be much happier if I was not. And <laughs> chances are my kids would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and I think, it, did you start the business, Chris, from the ground up? Yes. Yeah, so you're the first generation, you know, business owner, and you guys naturally always are going to have it. Yeah. yeah, you're going to have an emotional tie to it. Uh, but if it's kind of run its course and you see other things out there in life that you're like, that, other things get you excited, and you've built this thing, and you can sell it, and you can do some great stuff with the money, and then you can continue to live a great life and do other great stuff, then that's awesome. But if you love the business and you want to be in it, and you and your wife still are good with it, um, you can totally stay in it. So yeah, you can also keep the business and sell the rental house that you can't afford and hire somebody to provide you some relief so you can spend more time with your wife and kids. So you don't have to box yourself into an either or corner here, right? Yeah. 
And so in the two scenarios uh, for selling, the one where we could pay off. Yeah, so the second one, is, it's the people you like. that. So you have two yeah. offers, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and, you, and you like the second people better. Is that right? Is you just, you know Correct. them yeah. or you just feel better about that? But is it a how, worse offer? How much of a loss will you take if you did that versus the first? Well, the thing is, it's almost an equal amount, but it's structured differently. Oh, okay. So, uh, just dif- different amount at closing. And um, so the first one has a less favorable structure, but more closing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to get out, cash out, obviously that's when you just take the money and go. But if it's someone that you love and you... And they're going to be your boss for three or four years? To, then yeah. that might be the better end of the deal is that looking at the actual person. But I guess it's what you guys... And the ultimate, the end game is for you. Is it the money or is it what your life's going to be like in the next... And you got to make years. a call, brother, and to be at peace. Make a call. Scripture of the day is 2 Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Stephen Covey says, Be patient with yourself. Self-growth is tender. It's holy ground, and there's no greater investment. Rachel, I love that. Um, something I've started, it hit me six or seven months ago. Um I often make life change into moral and character issues. Like, you better do this or you're the worst or you suck at this. And I started realizing it. You know what? Most people don't have a set of tools in their toolkit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a set of skills. And so I'm going to practice. No, I don't know how to talk to my wife after we have two kids because I've never done this before. So I'm going to practice and I'm going to ask for your forgiveness and I'm going to say, I didn't say that one right. The same way as if I'm trying to learn how to do drywall and it hang it sideways a little bit, right? I'm going to practice it. Next time I know I'm going to adjust a little bit better. But I think that if we stop talking to ourselves in ways that we would never let somebody else Mm -hmm. talk to one of our friends Mm -hmm. and we started giving ourselves some grace and saying, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to actually show up and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. Um, I think there'd be a lot more peace in our homes and in our hearts and in our neighborhoods and in our country. I yeah. really believe that. Man. Yeah. It's just the, and I love that idea of just practice. It's like, I'm, gonna, I'm trying this out. I'm not good at it. I'm going to stumble my way through it. Yeah. So give me grace in it. And when the other person extends that, oh man, it's everything. So it's on both ends, right? Extending grace to people yeah. when necessary. And, and then I, I just it. imagine you can tell me like, imagine being a wife um, and, like we'll just use Winston for an example because um, let's be honest, he's like one of the worst guys anybody's met, right? <laughs> but if Winston was the guy who came home and just had three or four beers and watched Netflix and played the occasional video game and told the kids to keep it down, whatever, and then one day he came in and said, I don't, I'm choosing to be miserable mm-hmm. and I'm choosing for us to not have our best marriage. I want to try something different and I'm going to have to practice coming home and I'm not going to say it right would you do this with me? I mean, I got to imagine that would just be a wife would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 
think that'd be amazing. But it takes humility to do that, right? It does. It does. Or it, it does take humility, but also takes looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm trying to hang this drywall. And this way doesn't work. And the walls keep falling down. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just try something else? Right. Once I try something different. Yep. Um, I, I remember Dave and I talked about when he, you know, he's three or four years out of bankruptcy and, um, that's when you know you had to pay the piper on your marriage, and he talked about him and Sharon saying we're getting real close, and they went and got a marriage counselor. And I said that's that was rare in the eighties for mm-hmm. some for a guy to have the courage to go to marriage counselor. And he said there's a set of skills I didn't have. I needed to learn something new, and that's the person who knows how to teach me those skills. And I thought, man, if everybody had that attitude, it'd be be a different world we live. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Carol in Wisconsin. What's up, Carol? Hi, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. It's a pleasure to talk to you. What's up? Um, I had mentioned to my 16-year-old niece um, if she'd ever thought about opening opening an IRA for herself. Um, my sister told me that I um, to mind my own business and I crossed the line. <laughs> what are your- I agree, Carol. What in the world are you trying to do? Corrupting your niece with those IRAs. Trying to give her wise financial advice. How dare you, Aunt Carol? <laughs> right. Why did, why did she say you crossed the why line? Why did she get mad? Um, she thought it was her and her husband's business to take care of her financial business. Did what's y'all's relationship in general? Like, what's your relationship to your to your sister and to your niece or your brother, whichever one? Um, are y'all close? Are y'all like all that? Or is I it? Thought we were. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of my sister. If my sister, <laughs> it's not like you. Yeah, had my the, sister had the sex talk with a kid or well, something. Right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like if my sister was like, <laughs> right? "All right," to my 12 year old, listen. You don't want to. You, you want to go liquor then beer, not beer then liquor, right? So we're gonna take some shots and we're gonna. Yes, I would say you overstepped your bounds. But if my sister was like, "Hey, here's how I do money," Here, here's and a four hundred one k, and it disagrees with how I do it, I would say, "A, thank you for loving my son," and B, "Hey, Hank, this is how we do it in our house, right?" That, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm Carol. sorry, Carol. It's really more of her stuff than that. Like, yes. it's more her issues. She's she's. I don't know what she's feeling. John, tell her, tell Carol what her uh, sister's feeling. Hey, Carol, the only thing I can think of is if you know that your sister and her husband are are in in debt to their eyeballs and are stressed all the time, and you went behind their back and knowingly said, "Hey, hey, hey, psst, 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 I got a better way of doing it," then that's overstepping your bounds because you're. It wasn't about a money thing. It was about you kind of flexing as a sub parent, and that's 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 mm-hmm. never cool. If that's what you did, then yeah, your sister's right. But if you just were trying to be loving and thought, hey, have you ever thought about putting money in an IRA? I don't know. I would call my sister and I would take her to lunch and just say, hey, we got we got bigger fish to fry. What's what's going on? Which one was sure. it? Sure. Um, I'm not really sure. Like, I don't know where she's coming from or what she is feeling. So. Yeah, I, I think the best path forward is to call your sister and say, hey, sis, what's going on? And just... Rachel, just so you know, just as my friend, if you ever see one of my kids, Hank and Josephine, you can be like, pull them aside and be like, hey, you should put your money in, a, in an IRA one day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Feel free to do so. I'm sorry, Carol. Carol, I'm sorry. I don't, yeah, it's a little bizarre to me. I, are they, do they struggle financially, the parents? 
Um, they're really quiet about their financial matters, so I'm not really okay. Uh, so you may have hit a hot button. Yeah, with shame her. button. Yeah, there may have been something that like maybe they struggle, you know, whatever it is, or they 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 were thought they'd be further ahead financially, and they're not. And she's questioning, are we doing this right? Are we okay? And by you suggesting something to the niece could make them feel like, well, gosh, I'm not getting it right, and I'm going to screw up my daughter. And here's the, and I, you know, they're grasping for control or whatever it may be. There's, yeah. So there's, how dare you talk? There's to more them. issues, I'd say more of her issues than what you did. I, yeah, what you did was not wrong. Unless it was option one, like John said. And here's how to approach it. You're being it. sneaky and like, hey. I, here's how to approach it. Hey, you don't seem like you're doing okay. Are you okay? Because I love you. You're my sister and I clearly made you upset and I'm so sorry for for, for making you sad. Um, what's going on? And I'd start there. Yeah. All right, let's go to... Uh, oh, go ahead. Making you sad. I thought you're not... I thought your whole thing is like you don't make people... With your kids. You don't... Okay. I'm sorry I made you sad. But you can't make someone sad. They choose to be sad, right? I, I agree with that. Yes. Is that true? Yes, but okay. um, yes, you're correct. Um, but if I sat down with you and said, I'm sorry that I did a thing and you chose to get mad about it, <laughs> that's not going to go well. So yes, it, it is true. semantics. You're right, but it is semantics. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> you're right. Um, nobody has the power to make you sad. We accept that, right? We we choose to be sad about. But things. in everyday conversation, <laughs> you don't have to use that. Language. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a way I would start an apology. That's it's scary fair. when people take your advice, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> Rachel, the literalist. That's the one piece you picked up on. It is. I was like, well, I can't believe he's telling her something that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, America. Sorry, I'm making this up as stop. I go. <laughs> way to go. Way to go, Rachel. Um, all right. Well, now we're going to... Yeah, we got time. Let's okay, go. We'll go JD quick. We'll go quick. in Cincinnati. We're right up against the clock. Get straight to your question. What's up? Hey, guys. So I'm saving up about $1,000 a month right now. And come June next year, I should have enough money for a 30 to 40% down payment on my house. Excellent. Great. Now, the smart thing to... Thanks. Now, the smart thing to do would be to take $1,000 and throw it all at my mortgage. But would it be okay or wise to take a part of that uh, $1,000 and save it aside for a really big toy? namely a convertible Ford Mustang. Do you have another car? Or is it like for real I'm a toy? I'm not selling that one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're, the, you'll be uh, on, ba- I mean, you're, yeah, toys. you're going to be on baby steps four or five and six at that point. So we always say you can kind of let the foot off the gas, go on a good vacation. You could upgrade your car. I mean, having an extra car around, you could, I would not, I wouldn't spend a ton of money on it. Yeah. How that, much, how much would it be? No more than eighteen thousand dollars. I'm buying used, of course. Then eighteen. So, how, mu- how much? You- yeah. Here's what I would tell you. I wouldn't, but I, I think we don't have a problem with it. It's, right? not, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. You're fine. I wouldn't, but knock your lights out. Just make sure you put twenty percent down on your on your home. Yeah, he said. Yeah, thirty percent, which yeah, is great. You should great. be good. You're doing great, JD. Hey, thank you, America, for being with us today. We will see you soon, right here on the Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.